Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Low startup costs get people as excited today about podcasting as was the case 15 years ago. But with the rise in some podcasts' popularity, are you considering the real costs to compete at the top? Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. How big are you thinking about your podcast? How big is your thinking for your podcast? And how big are your expectations of your podcast? Let me take you back in history. When the first mass circulation newspaper was launched in New York City, long time ago, first big mass circulation newspaper launched in New York City, it cost the equivalent of $10,000 in US uh, today's money. 10,000 bucks. Not a big deal when the first mass produced newspaper, mass circulated newspaper was produced in New York City. 10 grand. That's it. 15 years later, just 15 years later, the cost to do the exact same thing because of competition to release a mass circulation daily paper in a major metropolitan area would cost two and a half million dollars from 10,000 to two and a half million in 15 years. Now, that story is often told. And as I heard it in the formulative days of the Internet back in the aughts. As proof of the net being the great equalizer, because we don't have to do that anymore. There is no longer that barrier to entry, because now we have the Internet and now the power is in our hands. But, but I wonder, is that really true in podcasting? When I, got, when I reflected on that, that video, which of course I will link to here in the episode details so you can see it, I, I was thinking maybe podcasting is in a similar space. The trick is that word mass circulation. That's what really hit me. Mass circulation. That means in podcasting parlance, a show that is widely listened to. Not, not just us inside podcasting, but the truly big shows that are on everyone's lips. Part of the name recognition that goes out there. You know the names of these shows. I'm not going to repeat the names of these shows, but many people say, oh, this is what I think of when I think podcasting. They, they all operate, I think, under a very different operating budget than the other shows. Back to the newspapers a moment. You know, the technology was a big part of that 250 times increase, right? They have a big, huge, high startup cost. It's one thing to do things on a quick basis printing, but now you got to buy big drums and machines and blah, blah, all that stuff, right? Much, much higher infrastructure costs. Not so much in podcasting. 
you would think, right? I mean, we have a microphone. Sure, you can spend a lot more, a little less on a microphone, editing software. Oh, yeah. Basically, the startup cost, the, the technology, the infrastructure prices really aren't that much more from a physical goods point of view. But what about staffing a show that is designed to be mass circulated, to reach everyone? What about marketing, PR, all of those costs that do go up significantly? Now, distribution costs were also part of the cost increase in newspaper back in the day, but not so much here in podcasting. I mean, effectively, it costs almost the same amount of money to reach 100 people as it does 1,000 or 100,000 or even, even 10 million, right? Yeah, negligible increases in bandwidth, but we're not passing physical goods. We're passing electrons around. And any additional bandwidth costs we might get are going to be easily offset by some simple revenue models that do, in fact, scale for our show, as I'm talking about programmatic advertising, of course. But still, I think outside of the equipment costs and outside of the distribution costs, which are negligible, it's all the other costs. It's those staffing costs. It's the marketing costs. It's promotional costs. It used to be like last week, the way I thought about this when people ask me about marketing and how do I grow my show and how do I get it really, really big, I would usually tell them this. Podcasts tend to get the audience they deserve. It's a mantra you've probably heard me say here on the program more than one time. And in wrapped up inside of that, podcasts tend to get the audience they deserve used to be two things, and they're still there. Pitfall, pitfall avoidance. Don't do dumb things with your show that would block people from actually finding it. A lot of that happens. And also quality. Those are the two things. You want to, you want to get your audience, you want to get the audience you deserve for your podcast, get rid of the pitfalls, make a quality show, and it'll work out for you. But I realize now that I think about it, 15 years later, 20 years later, depending how you count, that may not be the case anymore, right? Because there's all of the competition at the top. There are already really great shows. To reach everyone... I'm thinking about adding a third piece to my explanation of podcasting to get the audience they deserve, and that is promotional. Avoid the pitfalls, make an extremely high-quality show, and then do the promotion necessary to get it to reach mass circulation. Then maybe, and only then maybe, do you have a shot. But of course, this is for mass circulation shows only. Plenty of shows don't want mass circulation. Plenty of shows are never going to get mass circulation. They're not designed for mass circulation. And within them, plenty of shows are big enough. They're sustainable. They're doing the things that they need to do to make the money for the people that want to make them. So that's okay. I'm not saying everybody has to invest crazily. But if you try to go for that mass market appeal, I want to reach everybody. Promotion is going to have to be a part of what you do these days. How big are you thinking about your next show. How are you going to fund that? How much risk are you willing to take to really try and reach everyone in the world of podcasting we live in today with so much competition out there? Of course, you can always start a show with any budget that you want. But if you're going for mass circulation, everybody, listen to this thing. Are you up for that?
Now, if I helped you think at all about any of this, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and slide a few virtual coffees my way because this show's never going to have virtual or mass appeal, nor was it designed to have mass appeal. But that's always nice. And it'd also be nice if you'd like to, to mention the episode to a friend who's thinking about growing a really big show or just share podcast pontifications with other podcasters in your life. I would appreciate that. That's it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.